Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode. It's episode 10, and it's only special for that reason. But there has been some amazing cricket going on recently. Despite us thinking that cricket was going to die down, it turns out the County Championship, the IPL, and South Africa and Pakistan have all been playing with the bat and ball. And we'll be discussing it over the next 40 to 50 minutes with Gavin Donald and Elliot. Do you know what? It would be great if I actually could just reel off your surnames, but Elliot, I don't, I don't know if I can reel off your surname. David. Is it Elliot David? Do you know what? Episode 10, I should really know that. (laughs) Anyway, here we are. Let's talk about the county championship, which has been quite nice to see cricket happening at home. It has been. It's just it's just lovely to see the red ball being chased around for four days. Even though my beloved Glamorgan got robbed of a famous victory in Headingley by the snow of all things, having the the third day entirely snow snowed off. But it's just been lovely. Unbelievable, Jeff. Oh, and your Billy Root getting runs and Joe Root getting nothing. It's just things you love to see as a Glamorgan fan, and we don't really have a lot to shout about most of the time. So it would have been nice. But to be fair, they were two hundred and twenty-three for four. So, you know, in all likelihood, knowing Glamorgan, we'd have set them 400 and they'd have chased it down. So, um, yeah, but it's nice that they said it's just lovely to see the championship back. Isn't it? and it's, just, it's just nice. A bit of proper cricket, you know, as the dinosaurs would say. What's it, what's it called when it, a game gets called off for snow? Is it a rain delay? Does it, does it count as a rain delay? Or, or I think or they called it a snow delay. De- I think they called it a snow delay. But I've got no idea. Who would have thought there they'd be snowing in April? Yeah, I've never seen a game suffering from a snow delay. I assume it happens in some parts of the world, but it's something that I've never encountered. Yeah. To be fair, Gaff, who'd have thought we'd have all been stuck at home for the last year and a half? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's possible this day and age, really. Yeah, that's Perfect. very that's very fair, isn't it? But everyone playing in the county championship seems to have fired. In terms of who we wanted to fire, you know, Vince went off. He scored hundreds of runs. And then... Folks went and scored a good ton. Root did all right. Everyone kind of just performed as we expected them to do. Darren, yeah. Stevens. Darren Stevens did bits again. What man? The bloke yeah. just never ages. I think I think I saw a stat. He scored a ton every year since he started, which was in like 1999 or something. <laughs> oh, what boy? I can't remember what it was, but it was incredible. Petition, was, petition for Darren Stevens to make the Ashes squad just for one game. If it was on a green, if it was on a green seamer here. I generally would like pick him. If it was a green seamer in April, I'd be tempted to pick him against like Steve Smith. I have no idea what's going on, would he? But coming about <laughs> sixty-five mile an hour swingers. He's the only bloke who's enjoying cricket in April. <laughs> he loves it. Nobody likes cricket in April, do they? I, I think it's it's very much uh, long sleeve jumper and woolly hat season. But it's proper English cricket at the moment. You know, when they're playing, when they're, when they're out there at the moment, it's proper green seamers everywhere you look. Yeah, but there's a the thing about this weekend. There's a apart from the Warwickshire Derbyshire game, every game's got you know, a, every team's scored pretty much over three three hundred. Uh, well, not got two ninety eight for five, but you know, it's even the new then, style of cricket, Gav. yeah, it's six the new style of cricket, six hundred and twelve Hampshire, Lancashire four hundred, Essex four ninety. Kent 450, North Hans 430, Glamorgan even getting 300 and odd. You know, apart from the odd one, I said, apart from the Warwickshire game where the high score is 244, um, lots of runs, especially which you don't really expect in the first uh, round in April, especially. I think the lockdown's uh, done him some favours. Possibly. Well, it's done It's done batsmen some favours, but that's not bowlers. Do you think the bowlers have come into the season suffering a bit of early season stiffness? Oh yeah, must be. Well, they have no competitive games. They have no competitive overs under their belts. It must be so hard to come back in and 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 the pro and the problem is, is it you know the the grounds haven't really had a lot of the not a lot of inclement weather. You know, a lot of time to get them ready and prepared. And you know, the pitches have been covered for a long time, so you know the pitches are going to be harder. Surely, a little bit, so. surely that's given the groundsmen ample time to create their. I mean, to be honest, like you could create your dream wicket. If if someone said to you as a groundsman, you've got a year to work on your square. No one's going to play on it. You can just worship the grass that grows on it. I think they they'd bite your hand off. Yeah, there exactly. There must exactly. be some absolute dream wickets out there. Maybe maybe they all are in favour of the batsman, and that's why we're seeing such high scores. 
Um, maybe in the next couple of tests, there's a couple of bowlers wickets out there as well, or uh, first class games, I should say. They're not tests. Don't give yeah, anyone tests. They are, they are a test. They're a test of <laughs> batsmen and bowlers' abilities, Edward. We love the championship. But yeah, I think I think it's a fair point. I think, you know, the pitches are probably going to be a bit better at the start of the season. So, um, and you've got to make hay while the sun shines, especially a couple of guys batting, you know, Wesley getting a double ton batting three, Allsop getting 150 batting three, um, with, you know, no seaman number three for the England squad at the moment. Um, it's the time to be scoring your runs ahead of the test series coming up really putting your hand up. You know, Vince getting 200, batting a five, you know, they might have a look at him to bat three again, but a sublime innings by all accounts. But I said, you know, a lot of people are scoring runs in big positions and putting their hands up early on in the season for, you know, a place in a team that's certainly up for grabs. Folks has got to get a look in. Surely, if he's still, he's performing well in the Counties Championship, if or, or rather I should say, if he continues to perform well in the Counties Championship, He's got to have a look in. I just think he's the ideal player to play on home turf. Maybe more so than Joss. I, I If he continues in the championship, I, I might argue over Joss, although Joss is an amazing batsman. Interesting you say that, Ed. We do have a bit of a... Uh, a great, well, we, we've got a great opportunity to see folks in instead of Josh in the coming series because I think the IPL boys are going to stay out in the IPL and we're going to play New Zealand, are we? I do you know I don't know. I'd imagine that it, probably it be the depends. Case. It depends on who gets through, doesn't it? Because the 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 dates of the test only line up with uh, who qualifies for the next stage of the IPL. So yeah. I imagine, depending on that, will depict the test side. Because Archer Archer is supposed to play, but obviously with his elbow, if that doesn't hold up for the rest of the IPL, we're not going to see him probably for the summer. Stokes is out now as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit. <laughs> uh, but um, we did, we did see some, some as as we said, some notable stuff in that first round of the county championship. You've got an um, interesting question for you to uh, possibly come at us with, Gaff. Um, how did I feel about Tom Allsop getting a nice big ton? Oh, I think um, you know, nice or ever the team man good for the team. Yes, yeah, he, yeah, he's good for the team. I think he's just. You know, it's one of those things where he's focusing on himself and, you know, just trying to get back on the park and play some, and stuff, some stuff. I think he's going out with the, the second 11 next week. And as we spoke to him about it, it's his first competitive game or, you know, first form of competitive cricket in a year and a half. So, you know, he's very close with all the boys there. They're a very close-knit group from um, all the, that we entail. And I think he's very happy because I think Nye and Tom also have... Um, come through the age groups together as well and played a bit of England cricket together. So I think he was very happy that also got some runs. And yeah, I think they were just happy to put in a big performance because I, I, I believe that they think that they're probably going to win the championship this year. Yeah, the Hampshire side doesn't look bad at all. I mean, top to bottom, isn't it? You know, who would want to face you're Kyle? So, you're so biased. Hang on, let's... You... Yeah, I am. <laughs> I, I am. I would, I would class myself as a, as a Glamorgan fan, first and foremost. But, you know, we're not... Well, I mean, we're, a, we're an all right side, but... Um, I think the thing with Hampshire is top to bottom, isn't it? You know, it probably maybe the openers uh, might struggle a little bit every now and again, but, you know, Ian Holland and Joe Weatherly have done a really good job yeah, to the back end. Depth, yeah. yeah, they done a, did a really good job to the back end last season. Um, and then also getting runs at three, and you've got Vince, um, Vince Northeast and Dawson coming in four, five, six. It's pretty difficult. And then you've got Abbott and Abbas opening the bowling, and that's going to be one of the most dangerous attacks Coming in who else is who else is looking good up there? I mean, you just literally pipped Hampshire to win the championship. Yeah. But who else do you think is up there to challenge this year? Um, oh, do you know it's a difficult one. You've always got to look at Essex. They've been really good the last couple of years. Um, Somerset as well. Um, you know, notoriously strong side at home. Yeah. What What do we actually think of Hampshire having Leicester having to play Hampshire in the first game of the season? It's a, I, a, it's a complete mismatch, isn't it? This whole new group system that they've got going on is a li- it's causing some interesting matchups. I think that's the best part of it, isn't it? It's different matchups, and you 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 get used to seeing the same games over and over again, don't you? A bit. So I think it's nice to to have the teams move around a little bit and do something different. So you know, I'm all for it. But I think Leicester would be uh, feeling a bit aggrieved that they have to go to Hampshire first game of the season. That's for sure. It's a little bit like watching England play San Marino in the Euro, Euro qualifiers or something like that. It's an essential game. It's an essential game, Elliot. 
it, it, well, yeah, it is an essential. Well, the the other enjoyable part of this round, perhaps not for uh, all, all members of our cricket and group chat, but was uh, sorry getting done over by Gloucester. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. Great but times. I really enjoyed that. Gloucester made them look like amateurs, really. They, yeah, well, a great innings from Van Buren and Dent as well, um, who's been in top form since 2016. I saw stats about him being, you know, averaging 45 or whatever it is since 2016 and scoring 1300s. And um, as captain of Gloucester as well, you know, pretty impressive. And they've got they've got some good players as well. You know, Dent Van Buren's playing well. James Bracey was out with the England squad, didn't get a game, but um, love for alumni. Obviously, we have to mention the boys. Um, but yeah, you know, they've got a pretty solid side as well. I don't think they'll be up there at the end of the year, but nice, you know, sorry, you'll probably be very disappointed with that because I think they would imagine that they would be up there pushing for it, but it looks like they might struggle. I mean, given that, given Surrey's side, that is a all you have to do is look at the top five from that Surrey side and realize how disappointed they must have been with that performance because it's Roy Burns, Mark Stoneman, Hashimamla, Ollie Pope, Ben Folks. Yeah. Like that's that's almost a side that you take to an international game. So, well, I mean, it pretty much is a side you take to an international because sorry, obviously, just sign up anyone that they can on a three-month contract. But you've got to be expecting a little bit more from that. I think, uh, yeah, there are a few. Roy Burns is evidently still suffering from the daddy factor. It's been going on for so long now. You know, you thought you'd get over it, but he's not. He's not like Virat, is he? He did get seventy in the next in the second bit, to be fair. So yeah, maybe we have to let him off a little bit. Ollie Pope didn't get many though. Which is... Yeah, he looks like he's in a bit of a, a bit of a rut, which would happen. And obviously, after the the start to his career and the fantastic start that he made and the pressure he's been under, it's, it's going to happen. But you know, he's a quality player, so um, hopefully, by the time the the test series starts coming around, he'll have got a few runs under his belt. Yeah, I think. I'd... It comes to it comes for everyone, doesn't it? At some stages, everyone is going to be out of form in their career, and this is probably the first real dip that he's had. Um, I don't think it's any coincidence. It's off the back of the India series either. He's probably yeah. a little on confidence. Um, going from Indian conditions straight into English conditions, pretty much polar opposites to what he's been playing in in the last few months. So, perhaps to be expected. Um, sorry, fans. I think. You've, you've you've just got a little bit of the early season wobbles there. You've got April you've got April stiffness in your bones, and Gloucester have done you over there. A hardened Gloucester side, so we can expect in, a bit in, more from the, uh, from the pretty boys over at Surrey. In terms of what we can get out of this county championship, obviously there's quite a few tests coming up over the summer. Do we think there's a lot of space? We we sort of discussed the Joss and uh, and folks. The battle going on there, but do we think there's much space in the test side, or or do you think they're going to keep it the same and keep that core team up until the Ashes at the end of the year? I think I think the number three position is definitely up for grabs, especially after the India series. I don't think that the only thing that I see is they might play the three openers and bring Burns back in and drop Crawley down to three again. But I think they like Crawley and Sibley at the top, so I really think that there's an opportunity for somebody who scores a boatload of runs to come in and bat number three, which is why, you know, Wesley and Allsop are probably the front runners for that. You know, Wesley's already done it before. Um, he batted okay. He didn't really get a hundred, but you know, that that's the, that's the one thing. That's the one place I see definitely um, somebody who puts their hands up, you know, if they get, you know, three or four hundreds early on, you sort of, they're almost not, you know, they're almost have to be picked because that position's so up for grabs at the moment and probably another seamer if Joss doesn't come or if Joffre sorry doesn't come back from fitness I imagine they probably won't risk him until the ashes um, I've said before that I'd like to see Ollie Robinson get a go from Sussex I think he's magnificent swing bowler perfect for English conditions um, you know almost a like for like replacement for Jimmy when Jimmy eventually retires so I'd like to see him uh, get a go and then as you said there's probably a place in the middle order whether you give the gloves to folks and let Joss slide down to six or, you know, bring somebody else in at six and then have folks or Butler keep. Um, I think those are the places that I'd be looking at in the England side at the moment, definitely batting-wise. Do, do you think it makes a difference that obviously we're going to play our next few tests 
in in the UK. So there hasn't got to be that whole, you know, we've just spent the whole winter discussing Asian Asian crickets, Asian wickets, and, and what's going to happen with a one day in T20. Um, but obviously the next couple of tests, we're going to be talking about English cricket on English wickets. So that county championship is obviously going to provide a lot of discussion for for those positions. Massively. I think that's, I think that's, you know, the one thing that I would definitely think about is, as I said, you know, if somebody's battening down the hatches, uh, scoring loads of runs at number three, I think that they're almost have to be picked at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, completely. I think that that number three spot, you're right, is going to be the the point of discussion because, uh, well, that's where we've kind of created and, and, and fallen when it comes to our test collapse of, of batting, when number three goes and doesn't get any runs, so do the rest of them. It's where it all, where it all falls on uh, Joe Root, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where his bad backs come from. It's nothing to do with cricket. <laughs> um, I, did, I did touch on it before. I think we are going to see some uh, changes to the England test side for this um, New Zealand series, purely because I think a few of the boys are going to be out in the IPL. Uh, a few of the boys have now been injured in the IPL and perhaps won't be fit for the New Zealand series. And there is also the opportunity that perhaps if we are going to let them continue in the IPL, then even if they do come back before the end of the IPL, then we may just see an opportunity to blood some new faces and see what's going on. Because obviously New Zealand are prepping for the World Test Championship. Um, I think they're prepping for the World Test Championship. It's yeah. Before or after, but... They've got a they've got a crack side out. Um, whether we can beat New Zealand at the moment in Test cricket, even in our conditions, I'm not sure. I think our conditions suit the New Zealanders as well, especially the likes of Kyle Jameson, who is in the New Zealand squad. So we have an opportunity to blood some people. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if we saw both Joss and folks in the side. I don't think Rajasthan are going to be making the latter stages of the IPL now. <laughs> because they're largely reliant on two England players that have now both been injured. So we could see some good opportunities for us to really switch it up a little bit, uh, which would be good. I think it's what something that we missed out on in India. We didn't do really enough of. Um, and we can keep the crux of the top three, especially if Rory Burns manages to come out of his slum. Ollie Pope, if he gets some runs... He's going to come right back into some confidence in home conditions. He's going to be back in the side. Um, but there is definitely a couple of places up for grabs in there. At least maybe three or four places up for grabs. So people are going to have to start sticking fingers up. Yeah, I think it should be an inter- I think it should be a really interesting summer as well. With the now that everyone's also seen the, the Test Championship and and how that's going to play out and and how it's going to unfold. I think. Potentially, teams may take that into consideration over over the longer term, and um, it'll be interesting to see who they play if they want to take that Test Championship title next time round. Yeah, I, th- I think it's going to start becoming a, a big thing. I, I, I like the spectacle of having the final. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, as you said, uh, you know, India and New Zealand are going to have to pick full strength sides. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in that regard with the IPL because obviously India are going to have to put their full strength side out and who does that takes away you know some of the very best IPL players like take RCB for example um, you know going to drop the quick plug from last week you know I did predict the result I said although I think Mumbai are going to win the IPL I did say that the RCB would turn them over first game and lo and behold I was actually right for once um, but Coley obviously being a massive part of that and, you know, Sharma being a massive part of Mumbai and, and places like that, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens if the Indian, well, the Indian, when the Indian big guns go towards the end of that as well. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, we, we've pretty much naturally made it there, but let's talk about the IPL and how it's going to affect cricket over the next couple of months. Um, we'll, we'll move on to, to Mumbai RCB because, uh, yeah, you're right, Gav. We were right. They did yeah. well. I called it from the beginning. I don't know why you ever doubted me, Elliot. You're wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there, there are a lot of players who are going to be out. Obviously, Stokes and Archer, um, <laughs> they've just let the side down. Obviously, it's very important. Archer, obviously, go get your your elbow fixed. And Stokes, I'm sure your hand hurts. But um, 
least he didn't punch on this time. Right. So yeah, I don't really get that because I've broken my hand before. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that his job is easy, but how long does it take for your hand to fit? How long does it actually take? I don't. We, none of us are medical trained professionals, but. Well, for Hassi Hamid, it took his finger months, to, like almost a couple of years, to get it fixed properly, didn't he? Because he kept re-breaking it all the time. So it depends. I, you know, who knows? But I think the the main thing is is how much of a an X factor Joffre is to that Rajasthan team because they look almost one of the poorer sides in the tournament without him being there. Yeah, I mean, well, it's their first game and, and they got absolutely spanked around the park, really. Yeah. Well, Chris Morris showing these well worth the money that they paid for him to start off with. Again, panned and then coming in and plinking a couple to try and get them over the boundary. But Pan looks been... good. Huh? Pan still looks good. I was kind of hoping when he came into the IPL, he wasn't going to be as amazing as he was in the uh, England India series, but he still looks pretty good at the Stumps, doesn't he? Well, he Just as a keeper, he looks good. He's a world-class player, isn't he? Like, you know, world-class players are always going to step up and be world-class, as we say. You know, it's been a couple of stand-up performances early on, he being one of them. My favourite stat was Nitish Rana. He got 80-odd in the first game for KKR. And in his last six innings, he's gone naught, 80, naught, 80, naught, 80. And all those all those ducks were first ball. So, and he, bre- he did break the cycle yesterday by getting 40-odd which was a bit disappointing. I was kind of hoping he was going to get out first ball again, but that was one of my favourite stats. As a man who's just goes, it's either literally nothing or loads of runs, which is fantastic. Just, But it's great, isn't it? It's a lot of cricket. Um, the IPL is the premier T20 tournament in the world, no matter what anybody else would say. Um, all the best players are playing and it's, you know, really lived up to the hype so far. There's been a couple of good games and everything's gone kind of down to the wire as well. It's not really been a massive blowout a lot of the time. Teams have had a chance to win in the last over, you know, and KKR bottling the game against Mumbai last today was quite funny to watch as well. So, yeah, yeah I think you're absolutely right. I, I think this has been a really exciting IPL to start off with. Obviously, we haven't really had that much T20 cricket going on with, uh, with the Pakistan League got called off and... Uh, we're still waiting for that to resume in, in the heat of uh, Karachi and, and, and they can uh, get up with that. But I think it's been a really exciting tournament. I think RCB are winning, so I'm really happy because I think they're going to win the IPL and, and you guys will doubt with me. But I think with the players that have gone out um, and some of the injuries that are cropping up, they look good and they look good tonight. They've got two wins under their belt. Yeah, I think the, the first... Is it six games of the yeah sixth game today? So the first six games of the IPL have really shown this league to be sort of the playground of cricket's elite, if you like. And even down to the like young Indian lads who are playing, you they would even win you the tournament. Some of them are that good. You know, you've had Prithvi Shaw look unbelievable. You've had Deepak Hooda. He whacked it the other night. Jesus, absolutely <laughs> smoked it around. Pretty much all day, you know. You, you've got Harshal Patel taking fivers. You know these lads are going. These lads could win you the tournament. And yes, you've got your four gone overseas players per side, but the Indian lads are the ones that win you the tournament. So to see the depth that the Indians clearly have is just scary. To be honest with you, it's, it's terrifying, isn't it? I was going to say, like the Indian bench right now. Forget the Indian bench, just the Indian squad in general right now. I, I don't want to play India anymore. It's just, yes. I think it all comes from their under-19. They've really focused on under-19s cricket now, haven't they? I think they're really, really starting to see the benefits of both that and the IPL. And when you combine the two together, you've just got an absolute unstoppable force is what it appears to be building. You know, you've got your 11 first-team players. You've then got another 11 sort of bench players who you could bring in at any point and would do you a job. Who are also playing regular cricket. That's the thing. Like That's what scares me. And then you've got a load of just kids in the IPL who have absolutely no fear to come out and whack these international players around and do it with consistency. You know, Surya Kumar Yadav's played two ridiculous knocks as well. It's just, it's just an unbelievable amount of talent and cricket. Going yeah. on. If 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 this continues into their one day and test side, 
they're just going to have 11 fearless players walking out onto the pitch every single week. Well, they showed it in Australia, didn't they? You know, with like the likes of Saini and, and all those guys. Natarajan, who'd, never play, who'd only played first-class cricket a couple of years ago, playing all three formats and, you know, some of the, well, Pant even putting his hand up because, you know, he's still relatively young as well. Shubman Gill, people like that, you know, they just got such a, you know, range of depth. And obviously there's a billion of them. So a lot of them are going to be bound to be very good at cricket, especially in a cricket mad country. But, you know, to have the strength and depth that they do. But I think that, but I think that proves the, you know, the worth of having a tournament like that is the fact that, you know, you have, as Elliot said, you've got your four overseas, but a lot of the shine is put on the seven Indian lads and they're throwing all the young under-19s lads, you know, straight into the game, like Yadav and, and Kishan and people like that for Mumbai and throwing them straight in the deep end to try and see what they're going to do. And, you know, evidently they're all floating they're rather all than performing. sinking. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> they're all performing. Every None of them have that kind of first game nerves. And when they step up to playing for India, I feel like the pressure of the IPL is is almost the same as playing for for India now. And, and they don't have that kind of fear of going up against our big guys because they've seen them week in, week out in the league. Massively. Tell you what, though, that, that first game of the tournament, that, yes, you did get it right, Ed. We'll give, we'll give you that one. <laughs> but I think, for one, Mumbai definitely had a little bit of the, the April stiffness going on, despite the fact that they've all been playing cricket recently. They definitely had a little bit of it because they were pretty poor. They and weren't great. To be fair, we probably should have seen it coming because they always lose the first game. I said, I said, I said it, I said. Mumbai are going to win the tournament, but RCB will turn them over first game. And it, well, it have you have we have we seen this chap, the the South African left armor that Mumbai Jan- rolled? Jansen, Marco Jansen, this this six foot eight behemoth of a guy who's played like eight first class matches back at home or something like that. He's he's borrowing some heat left arm. I'd love but, to bowl that. My my, my favorite thing was so apparently the reason that they signed him up. Is because RCB had them in the net, had him in the nets like two or three years ago, and he beat Coley like four or five times. So like, yeah, well, we're signing him because he's beaten Coley outside the off stump a couple of times. But he is actually quite good. It turns out, so you know, fair play to the it lad. Just, it just made me laugh that Coley didn't put his hand up and sign and say like, I want to sign him. Well, they got Kyle. They got Kyle Jameson, mate. Who do they? Who else do they need? What man? Yeah, right, no, one I, for twenty I, I, in his first game. I rest my case, your honour. I rest. I rest my case. Exactly. They got another six foot seven bloke. Who's got an even bigger chest? I he mean, Marco Jansen's a, a little bit of a thinner frame, but Cal Jameson is tall. What player? He's got a massive chest, and he's got the experience in taking hatfuls of wickets in the recent time. But like I said, that first game was pretty shocking overall. Like there was there was like six or seven drop catches, I think. You were um, very happy with Coley's drop catch, weren't you? <laughs> Unbelievably happy with Coley's job. That was incredible. It was an absolute sitter, and it hit him in the face. <laughs> he was it's been it's been a few it's been a few days since that game, and I've completely forgotten. But I'm so glad you brought it up because I've never been happier. <laughs> he, he he was sporting a shiner like pretty quickly after that. It hit it. To be fair, it was smoked at him. I wouldn't say it was a sitter. Like there's been some worse drop catches, but you know it was pretty straightforward. But burst the hand straight in the mouth. I know that. Uh, Ed was most certainly the happiest of the men in the group chat, but yeah, as it's I said, got nothing to. And I want to make this very clear. Uh, it's, it's got nothing to do with with Coley as an individual. I'm sure he's a great guy, great character. But when I see his face on the TV screen, and he's so smug because he's so good, and everything just goes right for him, and he's got that deadpan face that reacts to everything in the perfect kind of way. When he got hit by a, a freshly punted cricket ball, I'm sorry, I couldn't contain myself. I couldn't. It was, it was a shit game. I think we can all agree that that it's improved a lot since that game. Yeah, it did go down to the last ball, but I think it made it made the IPL look great. But I think, but this is the thing. I said it at the time, and I said this in the group chat. If this goes to a super over, this just proves once and for all that the IPL is in some way fixed because. There was no way that that game could have gone to a super over. It was just—it was like both teams were doing their best to find out which one could be the shittest on the day. Well, let's like, be honest, that's going to be the final, isn't it? Which one could outdo each other? Chris Lynn batted reasonably well. well I love Chris Lynn. 
but ran out Rohit Sharma. So we're not going to see him. Again. <laughs> and Quinton de Kock is going to come in in his place because that is, well, that's just Mumbai in a nutshell, isn't it? They Quinton. put de Kock at the top, Sia Kumar, Ishan, bang, that's their side. So once Quinton de Kock comes in, Mumbai start winning games. But, you know, it, as, you, as we said, RCB could perhaps have been expected to win this game, but we saw a little bit more than we perhaps normally would from RCB. You've got two bowlers at the start who didn't get panned around. They didn't go for a lot of runs. No, Siraj bowled well, Jameson bowled well. You've then got, you know, your middle, you've got your middle order bowlers, but you've then got Harshal Patel bowling some good death stuff as well. Yeah. Which is something that RCB have never had. And he takes five for 27 at the death. So all of a sudden, you're seeing Washington Sunder bowls an over as well, gets a wicket, always gets a wicket in the one over he bowls in each game. And all of a sudden, you're thinking, you know what, perhaps is this the is this the year of RCB? They've won two from two now. They beat the Sunrisers Hyderabad today. Again, not a great game, but <laughs> you know, it, is this the year for RCB? Surely yes. it can't be. They yes, I don't, know why, I don't know why we're still asking the question. Yes, yes, it is. Right, they've got that batting lineup at the top that is going to destroy any total that gets given to them. I think that's the way you win T20 cricket at the moment. It doesn't matter what the other side set, as long as you've got a better batting lineup, all you do is prove that the batting surface is fit for a score like this. Yeah, and then you know Maxwell firing as well today is a big is a big get for them. You know, because everyone was talking about you know we we spoke about Gautam Gambia saying that Maxwell doesn't fire enough and he's not a marquee player, but you know in that batting lineup. You know, Padakal came back in today as well. He was another gun young Indian player. He got loads of runs last year. But, you know, Maxwell getting 59 off 40 balls in the middle to see them home. It's exactly what you need. And I think, as you said, they look at a much more well-rounded side at the moment with lots of options. And as you said, two gun bowlers at the top and, and a guy who can obviously bowl at the death. So... You know, they, they certainly do look one of the stronger sides and beating quite a strong Sunrisers Hyderabad team today as well. So, you know... That Sunriser team looks good. I think Warner at the top is their biggest threat and he's obviously quite consistent. But after that, yeah, Pat, Pandy, to be honest, played a great innings and I thought it was definitely needed for the Sunrisers when he played it. But He chews balls, though. He chews it. Yeah, well, the, yeah, you're right, you're right. He's a bit of a Malan. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he killed the he killed the game off. Where he went he went ten balls about a runner ball didn't he maybe a little bit less, and that kind of killed their uh, killed the momentum off in the middle it, a little he, bit. He stopped he stopped the 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 flow of wickets for yeah. a little bit. You know, he, yeah, that's what they needed. Yeah, but I think at you know T Twenty cricket you can't really do that anymore. But you um, can't score runs if you're out. I'm afraid that's very and true. They, they they were running in the last fifteen overs at the rate they were going when Pandy came in. Yeah, I, I, I just think that he was scoring a little bit too slowly at that point. I think in T20 cricket, as we've spoken about, you know, especially when you, you're trying to set or chase big totals, you can't really do that. And I think it really killed the momentum a little bit. Um, you know, he did play nicely, which, but... Sorry, it's... which is just backing up what I'm saying about RCB. That batting lineup just goes deep. It does. It really does go very deep. So, well, they had... A.B. De Villiers was bounced. Five Washington Sundar Dan Christian who whacks it as well coming in late on. Nice to see Jason Holder playing though, picking up three for three. I like Jason Holder a lot. What do we reckon about Johnny Bairstow's IPL so far? He, he didn't do too well today. Um, he was 38 or 39, Ed. Yeah, but it was an important innings. I just, I just want to that's uh, what I mean. It's, it's important to clarify. Look at, look at the scores around him. All right, you've got to can't be the game that. as a whole. Okay, all the whole is getting. Incessant abuse every day online for that sort of innings. Yeah. Uh, Kale Rahul does tend to do that. He'll be like 50 off 40 and then accelerate to 90 off 70. You've got to Just read the bit. game. You've got to read the game, all right? David yeah, Warner did... put in a great innings, but unfortunately that doesn't last for 20 overs. Yeah, but he lost them the game, though. Pandy didn't. Look at the scores around he... him. Look. You're 38 of 39, Ed. Yeah, but look, everyone's falling around, falling around him. You know. Yeah, but he that means everybody in. else has to come in and tee off then, though. So he's putting all of his other batters under pressure. Well, no one did. No one did tee off. But there's one kid who got 17 off nine. Yeah, can't. But that's about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Rashid Khan. Everyone else's strike rate was less than 100. Rashid Khan. Except Kuma. 
knows no other way of batting other than just swinging to the leg side. He's a bit of a Chris just Wynn. Just helicopter it. Yeah, but like Riddim and Sahar's one from nine balls opening didn't help whatsoever. I think that really set the in- that set the tone for the innings and it just went downhill from there. And Warner played a bit of a soul hand. But yeah, I, I don't like the fact that SRH haven't got the band back together. They've bought in Jason Roy to stick him on the bench. And I'm not a fan of that. That seems like a waste, I agree. So, based on that, I'm not going to be uh, hoping for a revival from SRH this year. Um, especially with David Warner up at the top of the innings as well. I think, it, yeah, he, he scores a hat for every IPL. You've probably got to have him in. He's the captain, but... <laughs> yeah, he, he is top of the team list, mate. Or is he a good bloke? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, he's not. He's just one of those people you just love to hate, don't you? Everybody just loves to hate David Warner. But you can't you can't deny the fact that he's a very, very talented player. Um <laughs> but it's interesting to see where it's it's been classic and some of the things I've been reading about um from from people on Twitter, you know, talking about the way that the sides run their teams. You know, Bairstow and Warner being one of the most fruitful opening partnerships in the last few years in the IPL, you know, Bairstow having a wonderful tournament and then he just gets dropped for the last six games for no reason after he was averaging 40 or whatever he was last year. And then, you know, dropping him down to four now, that sort of thing. And then other people talking about people coming in the wrong places and having the wrong game plans because they were, it's just bizarre. Like, you know, for me, like Bairstow and Warner would surely be a better opening partnership than him and Riddam and Saha at the moment. Yeah, I don't really know what that's about. I don't. I don't know if that's a call from the, from the top or or the firm or, or something like that. But surely you'd go with your, your winning formula from last season. Well, so let's well, best upset upset someone, which is plausible. Benching too much in the in the team change room. So David Warner was like, "No, nah, I can't have an opening bat with me. <laughs> His chest is too big." It's a pretty interesting conundrum, isn't it? With, with an IPL side who appear to have a nice formula going with those two at the top. And then decide, oh, you know what? This was working well, but we're going to change it um, and go to something that isn't working whatsoever and then stick with it. And that's what they've done with sticking Redman Sahara up at the top. And I mean, yeah, like, like he looks good in that kit. Like he holds his back well. He's got a nice stance. That's about it. He doesn't do much else. <laughs> well, is it a publicity stunt then? Do they just want to say, like, you know, you put our, our boys first? It is, uh, unless. Uh, Unless Johnny has said that he would like to bat further down the other, you never know. But I, I would imagine Johnny Bairstow would never turn around and say he wants to bat anywhere other than at the top of the order. So, yeah, yeah. Certainly. Certainly. It's, 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 it's nice to have a lot of cricket on TV, though, at the moment. And I think something should be said. We didn't mention it about the county cricket, but the fact that the ECB is streaming their service. I, I feel like we should talk about how good that is for just the general spectator you can watch all the cricket all the time at the moment for free yeah it's fantastic isn't it i think you know that's what we want and that's what we've missed and it's nice to have so many different styles of cricket on tv and and that sort of thing so yeah it's just brilliant to have as much cricket as you possibly can on and it's wonderful you know ipl pretty much a game a day for the next six weeks it's gonna it's just nice it's just lovely to see yeah, and then another another set of county games every week as well. So we're going to have a... Yeah, with that new streaming service ECB's done where you can just watch every game live on the app as well. It's fantastic. Rather than just having to go to each individual side's you know, website yeah, or Twitter class. and things like that. You know, having it all up there is, is really good. It's not particularly good for anyone productivity. <laughs> <laughs> Any, any cricket fans out there? If the if a company has a series of cricket fans in a particular department at the moment, they are they're knackered because there's a hell of a lot of cricket on at the moment, and there's a hell of a lot of cricket just across the board. You've got an IPL game every day from three, and then you can watch the county championship game through the morning. There's going to be nothing going on. I'm not going to do anything. Why would you? <laughs> you can watch Darren Stevens in the morning, and then Virat Kohli in the evening. That's, that just is exactly. my perfect day. What a, what a pair! <laughs> what a pair! Get him an RCB contract. <laughs> he do it. He's been smacking yeah. it around again. Hasn't he? 
The uh, the only international cricket we have to speak of, though, is the South Africa and, and Pakistan series that's going on with their uh, T20. There's a lot of T20 cricket going on at the moment. Yeah. yeah I, I have to say, though, I think this Pakistan versus South Africa... South Africa's fours, we should point out. <laughs> most of the South Africa's South fours, you reckon it's that far down now? I think it could be, but I think... But, I mean, most of the good... So most of their top lads are currently coining it in the IPL, aren't they? So they have had to root down a little bit. And obviously you've got a few of your regulars in there, but they have had to look down the pecking order a little bit. And it, until today, it was just a complete non-event of a series. Yeah. I don't know. I thought Pakistan looked, looked pretty good. Or, or are you putting that down to the fact that South Africa's four, so it's pointless? I do, well, I think, you know, some runs were scored, some wickets were taken... They both won a game. And then today, it all sort of changed a little bit because Babar Azam turned up and hit 122 of your... Um, silkiest. The silkiest runs you could see on a cricket field of 59 balls. And all of a sudden, that series became worthwhile just with that one innings. And, well, give that... It was the bite-back bite yeah. back we needed. Rizwan getting 70 again. You know, their T20 side is pretty good at the moment. But, but oh, you know, Barbara Zam's one of, the, one of the nicest players to watch in the world at the moment, isn't he? Celebrating becoming the number one ranked ODI batsman in the world the right way for the first, well, first time anybody bar Virat Kohli's been number one in ODI cricket for three years, apparently. So good way to celebrate it with 120 red. Well, actually not red. He was out. And then Fakazaman hit two fours and two balls and pulled the game off. <laughs> I think it's been I think it's been entertaining. Obviously, you know it's not a full strength South African side for for obvious reasons. A lot of them out in the in the IPL, um, but you still got to score the runs of new. And I think it's entertaining to see some of the new lads coming in and and trying their hand. But at the end of the day, Pakistan were always going to be too good because they've got their full side out, haven't they? And they're a pretty pretty strong outfit in one day cricket. I think overall, it's created quite. A- exciting series though with the fact that obviously South Africa have had a, a, a fluctuation in their squad throughout and uh, it's been quite exciting to see some of the new boys come out you're right there but it's also been nice to see Pakistan just perform for, for once it's been a few years since I think we've seen a consistent Pakistan team they're, they're flair cricketers aren't they Pakistan they've always had that that oomph about them that sort of stylish panache in their cricket and it's just it is a shame that they don't get a gig at the IPL. I think you know they have their own league, but it is a shame that they we don't see them on the biggest T uh, Twenty Carnival cricket stage of them all. Um, and that, you say that, 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 but it, that that might be a good decision from the Pakistan Cricket Board because something I wanted to to bring up a, a little later on was was the fact that a lot of players are going to be playing in the IPL when there is Test cricket going on around the world. And um, is it that T20 and franchise cricket is now overtaking Test cricket in terms of the demands of the players? I think it's, for me, I would like to see a separate window for the IPL because I think it is the premier tournament and what people tend to forget, you know, regardless of whether you're a cricket dinosaur or a a T20 fan like we are, um, you know, it's the best opportunity for players to make a good payday and, that's ultimately, especially later on down the line, what people are going to gravitate towards. And I think giving all the best players an opportunity to play in the IPL would be fantastic. You know, it's six weeks a year. You don't have to schedule any test cricket during it. Um, it can be time off for players who need it as well. You know, some people who don't get picked up can then have a, a nice break six weeks off and kind of put their feet up, that sort of thing, go back and play county cricket if they want to, um, that sort of job. But, you know, I think Kevin Peterson was talking about it the other day. He'd love to see it. And I, I agree. I think there should, I think it would be nice to have a window where everybody doesn't have to worry about it and they can go out and play and make money when they want to. Because at the end of the day, it's what's good for the game, isn't it? And you want to see all the best players competing against each other in one tournament. It'd be great to see. So I think, you know, having an extended period of, of time off in the test, in the test arena while the IPL is on is, wouldn't be a bad thing in my opinion. Is there the option of a, 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 a football style international break 
where uh, clubs just just don't play so that all the international players are available? Possibly. It's, it's funny you mention that, you know. I, I kind of thought about the fact that at some stage we might get a little bit of club versus country sort of mould going on, but it being IPL versus you know, Test Nation or IPL versus County, County Club or something like that. You know, are we going to have someone like Joss Butler um, saying, oh, you know, uh, speak to hamstring, oh, can't go and play, in, can't go on international duty, you're going to have to go back to my IPL side, that sort of thing. Is, is that the stage we're going to get to? Or? I th- I think it's different with cricket where it is with football is because, you know, with football, Tottenham and, and places like, for example, with Harry Kane, Tottenham pays wage, whereas England don't. But, you know, all the England centrally contracted players who tend to be the ones who are getting the IPL gigs are paid by the ECB, so they have to kind of do what they say because they're the ones who pay, you know, sign the paycheck. So it's a lot different with with central contracts and centrally contracted players. So I don't think that would ever happen to to our players per se. Um, but you know, it's obviously caused some stress in times like KP mentioned it, where he was like, "I want to go and play in the IPL," but England were like, "No, you're contracted by us," and he was like, "Well, I'm going to go and play anyway." That sort of job, and it causes a lot of animosity that way but I think with the way that the central contract system works it will never probably get to that point especially over here um, and I think you see it with a lot of other teams as well like New Zealand and Australia who always pull their players out because they're all centrally contracted and paid by respective bodies um, and then the clubs just you know the clubs will pay them obviously for a wage for that week but you know their their main income is from is from the from the boards of cricket, so they kind of dictate what they do. Whereas in football, as we said, you know the clubs pay the players, and you know that's where all the, I guess, more of the glory comes from for a lot of them. So, you know that you don't tend to have that um, almost will and want to play international football sometimes. Unless it's a big tournament, but you know that's because of the way that the payments are structured. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be really interesting to see how that all plans out, really. I think with the 100 coming in, there's there's obviously T20 tournaments all around the world. There's international commitments. How that's all going to play out, which which sort of system they adopt, because I'm not sure it's something that cricket's really had to deal with until now. Yeah. You've, got to say, you've got to think the ECB are far too deep into this this 100 now for them to really... They're going to go, they're going to go all out for that, aren't they? they They've got it to the point now. All out, don't you mean? (laughs) All out. Uh, Get on to that. How dull can you be? Like we talk, (laughs) I just, you know, we talk about like I am. I am probably one of a handful of people I know that are genuinely advocates for the hundred and are looking forward to see what it's going to be like and excited to see how it brings it. But they don't off just shoot themselves in the foot today <laughs> you know just somebody somebody they, do you know what it is it's somebody who knows nothing about cricket and they're like how do we market it as something different and he's like oh well I do, how do people get out i know let's just call them out instead it makes it much easier i know yeah, it's lazy thing. isn't it it's lazy like, jesus like get a grip like i understand that you want to and i said i am a, i'm a fan and i want the hundred to work and i want it to be a success because i think it'll bring new people into the game but by trying to simplify a game that's already very complicated, you just you just alienated a massive amount of people, and just you're just giving people an opportunity to be pissed off when you don't need to. Yeah, I have to agree there. If we go and stand outside the ECB office with pickets, <laughs> I think we should. I think it was an. I think this is an absolute joke. Like, <laughs> just in case, like as I said earlier in the week, like just in case the Chris Packet kits weren't bad enough. They've now gone and changed that wickets are out. How, how bad can it get? This is just ridiculous. Like, if it isn't broke, there is the famous saying, if it isn't broke, don't fix it. What was wrong with calling them wickets? <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't. I, the only justification I can see for it is they hired a marketing department in to do it. And, and they've, that's the conclusion they came to. Obviously, they did some, they did what, what happened was they did some user testing. And unfortunately, they went to the entire public and people didn't understand what a wicket was. So they just went with outs because that's that's all they could could comprehend. And and if they if they'd have chosen just cricket fans, I think we'd have conclusively gone with wickets. But that's not what they're trying to do, is it? You're absolutely right, Gab. They're trying to bring in a new cohort of fans and apparently outs is the way to do that. 
It, well, it's not. I just like to, I just like to, I just like to put it out there now. Um, it's not, and I think you know what's taken away from is the fact that they've got a really um, exciting and diverse commentary team. You know, Freddie Flintoff coming into anchor in it, but lots of people in there who are very, very good, very knowledgeable. I know Dinesh Kartik's coming over to do it as well, who was really impressive, and um, some of the some of the women who are fantastic at what they do, and it was really exciting to see, um, you know, that that. A new and fresh outlook on cricket, younger, younger people for a younger it is, audience. It's the next generation of cricket yeah. commentary, uh, that and they just got go, and they just go and ruin it by doing something stupid, like so stupid, but like that. Uh, they've got a genuine. Like, um, I'm actually sound like that song. You sound like that song, and then you go and say, it, and then you go and ruin it all by saying something <laughs> stupid, like I love stupid, you. like out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the thing, though, isn't it? It couldn't be any more English than it it could not be anymore. We've had, you can do one, you can do a couple of things right, but you can completely do yourself over by doing a few things completely wrong, and that is exactly what we used to be doing. And unfortunately, I, I do get the feeling that it might have cricket fans like us reacting like we are doing and thinking, God, this is an absolute joke, and almost being dissuaded from watching them. I don't think they will be because of the cricketers that are on offer. But you've already got the fact that it is 100 balls. You've already got the fact that they're wearing crisp packets for kids. <laughs> and now you've got outs. You know, how, how are you gonna, how are you gonna say this? How many, how many outs down were they? Oh, it just sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? Like, yeah. And it takes away again from from some of the some of the good things that it's doing. You know, as we said about the new commentary team and how exciting that's going to be. You know, having a younger younger people talking to a younger audience. Um, and I, know, you know, I that, think that, having that, a men men's and women's competition alongside each other will be good as well. Yeah, exactly. And and you know, having all the women's games are going to be shown live on um, BBC or Sky's YouTube channel as well. So, you know, you're going to be able to watch all the cricket that you can. And that's magnificent. And it's such a wonderful thing for the women's game to grow that. And, you know, and I think it takes away from another thing. You know, Sarah Taylor being picked up by Welsh Fire, having somebody like that come back. And I was speaking, yeah, I was speaking to my mum about it. And she was like, you know, I might not have wanted to go and watch Welsh Fire play now. But now that I know that Sarah Taylor's coming back, I want to go and watch them play. And it takes away from things like that by just doing, you know, why do you not mark it on the good things that you're doing? And, and you know push those things rather than just trying I, to I, I mean I think outs got picked up as a as a bit of a viral sensation I don't yeah. think they were potentially marketing it that hard but I mean if they were poor poor choice I'm going to back you there but I think it is one of those things that's been picked up like Sarah Taylor for example has done every single interview slot I think she could possibly do from that one room that she had her webcam set up in <laughs> You turn up on every single broadcasting service I've seen. Yeah. Um, but it's really you're it's really exciting to have her back. Um, I think she's a fantastic cricketer. And I'm really excited to see what she does for World Fire. It's huge. Up the fire, up the boys. The thing is, and now, are, we gonna, are we are we not thinking it's gonna sound a little bit ridiculous when the Manchester Monster Munch beat the Birmingham Hula Hoops by seven hours? <laughs> it's gonna make me hungry. Uh, I think Welsh I think Welsh fans hula hoops actually. Oh, Welsh even better. The boys, yeah. the lads. That, I'm afraid, like it, we, you know, we joke about it a lot, but that is the nature of sport today. Everything's got to be sponsored in one way or another. Even in the IPL, the amount of times they've panned to that car and told me how good it is, I actually think I want to buy one. Say at strategic timeout. Thank you. Yeah, but that's the PTM Player of the Match. That is <laughs> that is a legal award. I just think, just think you don't you don't want to be the yeah you don't want to be the McCoy's man of the match, do you? Like you want to be something good. Oh. McCoy's man of the match sounds. McCoy's sounds man of the match sounds, actually does sound, sound right. Yeah, it sounds beautifully British and everything that I want from a crinkle cut crisp in my cricket game. The Bovril best <laughs> delivery. Oh yes, mate. Like I think we're there. Sign us up. Sign us up for the marketing team. We'd be doing much better than they would. <laughs> You're also not going to get man of the match now. It's going to be star of the match. So yeah, yeah. Well, you know, MVP MVP was getting a bit overused. Yeah, maybe maybe we're living in changing times, lads. Maybe that's it. 
maybe we are. And you know, us, you know, us and the dinosaurs just got to move on with it, and we just got to let it grow. Apart from the outs, which I don't think I can ever get behind. I no, am I'm never calling them out ever. I'm never, yeah, yeah, I'm never gonna. But I am gonna embrace the change that is coming with the hundred, and, and you know, it doesn't have to. As long as Test cricket's still there, as long as one day cricket's still there, I'm happy. Do what you want with your free time. If you've got an hour, yeah, go whack a hundred balls. I'm happy to watch that. Yeah, and that's absolutely fine for me. So good on I them. Will, Let's I will not be up. calling them out, even <laughs> if you pay me. I do have a question, lads. Is is the hundred going to be a, a long running tournament? Or is the 100 going to be a bit of a Netflix series, get two seasons and then get cancelled? That's a very good a, question. I hope it's a long-term thing. Um, although I think it's it's sort of trying to fill a void that doesn't quite exist yet. I think in the future, there will certainly be space for the 100. I, it might be ahead of its time and I hope it out sort of lasts the popularity that it needs to. Um, but I think we're going to see stuff like that coming through. T10 sort of gaining a bit of popularity. I think there is a bit of a call for a faster format of cricket. So I think my answer is yes. I want to see more of the 100. I, I, I would echo Ed's sentiments there. I think it's something I want to see succeed and it's something I'm excited to watch. Um, the only thing is, you know, I haven't worked inside, you know, being at Glamorgan when Welsh Fire was first announced and that was all coming through and hearing some of the things that they expected to happen, which, you know, which, you know, they they, they expect to almost sell out every game and that's just not going to be the case. Um, realistically, it's, you know, it's we, not they don't... It's not going to yeah. be the case every season. No. But, but no, but they... they, they gen- you know, the, amount people, mar- the amount of marketing they've ploughed yeah. into it this year, I can see that being viable. Yeah. But, Every year, year in, year out, I'm not sure, but yeah, but but people like Morgan were generally expecting them to sell, you know, seventeen thousand tickets a game, which they don't even sell for an England international. So I think that that's you know just bananas to think that that's going to be the case for a new tournament that, you know, you're basically hoping that a lot of young people who never watch cricket are going to do. Um, so that's my only thing is the sustainability of it all is, you know, are people setting their bars too high by thinking that. Because at the end of the day, the, the cricket could be absolutely fantastic. But if it's a commercial failure, then it doesn't matter. Um, and that's the brilliance of like the Indian things because they're propped up by you know billionaires, you know, owning teams and things like that. They can go on and it's fine. Um, but obviously it's cricket mad nation and everybody loves it over there. So their games are obviously packed out all the time. But over here it's it's just, you know, cricket's probably at best, the third most watched sport in the country, maybe even fourth, you know, on a, you know, I'd probably say third, um, but it's quite a long way behind football and rugby in a sense. Um, and, you know, I think that's the only thing that I worry about. So I'd say that I would love, and I would like nothing more for it to be a fantastic success commercially and, you know, on the field, but I, I just don't see it being viable from what I from what I hear about people thinking what it's going to be like, I just I just can't see it being that. Yeah, I, I, I am a little bit I am a little bit wary of it. If if it if it falls a little bit flat this time, if it doesn't reach expectations, and if it does, if it, it most importantly, if it fails to garner the attention of the public, I think if it doesn't garner the attention of the public now, probably not going to in you know season two, season three. Or something like that without some changes it, we, we're living now in with the t20 cricket formats around the world as it is you know t20 cricket is a little bit of a netflix series in that you've got to be drawn into it and you've got to be excited if you're not excited you're going to turn off pretty quickly and that's exactly what's going to happen here you've got people are you really going to attract that many you know, football fans into cricket through the hundred i'm not entirely sure you are and that's that's where it where it could fall flat for me, and where I think that while you've got outs or something like that, for the non-cricket fan, they're not going to know the difference between wickets and outs. You could have called them wickets, explained what a wicket was, and that would have been fine. Could you could have called them whatever you wanted. You could have called it whatever you wanted, but if you could have just if you left it at wickets, it would have been fine. But are you really going to attract people in? I don't 
I'm not sure you are. Are you going to attract your Manchester United football fan? Probably not. And that's for me where it's really going to, where it might struggle. And I don't want to see it become you know, something that gets cancelled after a couple of seasons or even after one season. But it's got a bit of a line of duties about it at the moment. I think that's a, a, a pretty good point to kind of end this week's podcast on sort of looking at longevity of cricket and, and how it will pan out. If uh, if you've been listening to it and you want to let us know what your thoughts on the 100 will be or any of the IPL or cricket that's been happening around the world or anything we've discussed today, send us a message at bay underscore don't bowl on Instagram and then we'll probably read it and send something back and then probably talk about it on the show because we want to know what you guys think about it and um, whether or not you're buying tickets to the 100. So let us know. But, uh, that's been bad eight underscore don't bowl for this week. Thank you very much for listening. Any last words from you, Gav? Uh, Ouch is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. Thank you, Gav. Elliot? Uh, the Delhi Capitals are going to win the IPL. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, thank you and goodbye.